All right, everybody, God bless you. Hope you're doing well. It's your brother, Tim, a.k.a. Talent. Two L's representing Young Nation Live. Welcome back to the Bible Read Aloud. Real quick, I want you to do me a favor. If you are, well, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please leave me a review. Let me know your thoughts. Leave a rating. And if there's an option to leave feedback, please leave some feedback. I appreciate that. And number two, spread this podcast, share this podcast with one other person. All right, the first person that comes to your heart, do me a big favor, share it with that person. Let's continue to spread the message and get the word of God out to as many people as possible. No, the Lord doesn't need my help, but I feel called and led by the Lord to be used to spread his message. And uh, not for nothing, that is the Great Commission. All right, to go into the world to spread the gospel to all nations. So I'm just doing my part. And you guys, by sharing it with one other person, is helping me out. So, um, well, that would be you, you guys being obedient as well. Because now your job as disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ is to also spread this gospel into all nations. So we'll just go from there. We'll continue in the book of Acts. I appreciate you guys if I haven't said it already. I love you guys if I haven't said it already in this episode. I know I've said it in the past, and I hope you know that I mean it. I love y'all. I appreciate you all, and I enjoy this fellowship. I imagine myself here not by myself, but rather sitting here with a bunch of people who love the Lord Jesus and then a few stragglers who are like, let me see what this is all about. I don't know if I believe it. I'm a skeptic. I love you too. And this word is for you as well. So all together, we will consume the word of God and give him thanks. All right. So let's continue in the book of Acts. We are in chapter 11. All right. And the first caption reads, Peter returns to Jerusalem. Verse one. I'm in the ERV, the easy to read version. Verse one. The apostles and the believers in Judea heard that non-Jewish people had accepted God's teaching too. Oh, non-Jewish people? are accepting the word of God? Let's see what happens. Verse 2. But when Peter came to Jerusalem, some Jewish believers argued with him. There's a caption above believers that says, literally, those of circumcision. This may mean Jews who thought all followers of Christ must be circumcised and obey the law of Moses. See Galatians chapter 2, verse 12. We'll go there real quick. Galatians 2, 12. I'm just switching over my Bible app to a different Bible just so I can pull that up quick without losing my place in the ERV because I read the ERV from the app, the Holy Bible app, and I do not have a physical ERV Bible, so I can't like mark my page. So I'm, I'm leaving that app open with chapter 11 in Acts. I'm going to a different app. In this app, I'm in the NASB because this app does not have the ERV. All that to say... Galatians chapter 2, verse 12 reads, for prior, to coming, for prior to the coming of certain men from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles, but when they came, he began to withdraw and hold himself aloof, fearing the party of the circumcision. So, and there's a caption uh, above the word, the party, which reads, converts from the circumcised, Literally, those from the circumcision. 
So, like I said, going back to the ERV, it says this might mean people who follow Christ who felt like you should still be circumcised. Circumcision was under the law. Uh, if you follow Christ, you are under grace. So you do not need to be circumcised to be a Christian. Let's just That's just what we're trying to put out there. These individuals were confused a little bit. They, being Jews, also were believers in Christ, which not all Jews were. Um, they felt like you needed to be circumcised. But that is not the case. That is under the law. And if you follow the law, you need to follow the law to the T. Every single law. But we are not under the law if we believe in Jesus Christ. We are under grace. So to anybody listening who is not circumcised, to be a believer in Jesus Christ, you do not need to go and get circumcised. You're welcome. Let's continue. Verse 3, they said, You went into the homes of people who are not Jews and are not circumcised, and you even ate with them. Verse 4, so Peter explained the whole story to them. He said, I was in the city of Joppa. While I was praying, I had a vision. I saw something coming down from heaven. It looked like a big sheet being lowered to the ground by its four corners. It came down close to me, and I looked inside. I saw all kinds of animals, including wild ones, as well as reptiles and birds. I heard a voice say to me, Get up, Peter. Kill anything here and eat it. But I said, I can't do that, Lord. I have never eaten anything that is not pure or fit to be used for food. But the voice from heaven answered again, God has made these things pure. Don't say they are unfit to eat. This happened three times. Then the whole thing was taken back into heaven. Suddenly there were three, th suddenly there were three men standing outside the house where I was staying. They had been sent from Caesarea to get me. The Spirit told me, the Holy Spirit, told me to go with them without wondering if it was all right. These six brothers were also went these six brothers here also went with me, and we went to the house of Cornelius. So the Holy Spirit told him to go. Remember from the gospel from the gospels, the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. He is our helper and our advocate. So if you're being led by the Holy Spirit, it is wise to take heed, obey, and follow, which is what Peter was doing as he's sharing his, he's sharing his story now. So they went to the house of Cornelius, verse 13. He told us about the angel he had seen standing in his house. The angel said, Send some men to Joppa to get Simon, the one who is also called Peter. He will speak to you, and what he tells you will save you and everyone living in your house. After I began speaking, the Holy Spirit came on them just as he came on us at the beginning. There's a caption above beginning. It says, The day of Pentecost described in Acts 2 when the Holy Spirit came on Jesus' first followers to give them power to begin their work of telling the world the good news of salvation through Jesus. Verse 16, Then I remembered the words of the Lord Jesus, quote, John baptized people in water, but you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. 
God gave these people the same gift He gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. So how could I object to what God wanted to do? When the Jewish believers heard this, they stopped arguing. They praised God and said, So God is also allowing even those who are not Jews to change their hearts so that they can have the life He gives. So Peter had to convince the Jewish people that not just Jews can be saved. That's what he's saying. The Jewish people received the words of Peter and they rejoiced. Praise God. The good news comes to Antioch. Verse 19, the believers were scattered by the persecution that began when Stephen was killed. There's a caption above persecution that reads, a time when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem were punishing people who believed in Christ. See Acts chapter 8 verses 1 through 4. Remember, that was led by Paul or by Saul. I'm just going to spoiler alert. Saul changes his name to Paul. I don't think that's occurred yet. So when I keep mixing it up, that is why. So far, they've referred to him, the persecutor of Christians, as Saul. But when he got converted after his experience with the Lord Jesus Christ on his road to Damascus, he was struck down, lost his sight, all that. He became a Christian. And uh, eventually they're going to start calling him Paul. I forget when that is, but we're approaching it. So, uh, some of them went as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch. They told the good news in these places, but only to Jews. Some of these believers were men from Cyprus and Cyrene. When these men came to Antioch, Antioch, they began speaking to people who were not Jews. There's a caption above that. It reads, literally, Hellenists, meaning people who have been in, have, people who have been influenced by Greek culture. Some Greek copies have Greeks. So some Greek copies call them Greeks. Uh, there's another caption. It, it goes on to say, they told them the good news about the Lord Jesus. There's a caption above that. It reads, never mind, that was the same caption that I just read, read. So they told them the good news about the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord was helping these men, and a large number of people believed and decided to follow the Lord. So, that's a great point. When we're going out preaching the good news, the Lord is with us, and He is helping us. We are not doing this under our own power. And that's something uh, some of my brothers and I talk about. It's not us who are going to do the saving. We just have to be obedient to God, spread his good news, spread his love, love our neighbor, follow the follow Jesus, and God will do the saving. All right? That that part's not up to us. We just do our job, let the Lord do his job. When the church in Jerusalem heard about this, they sent Barnabas to Antioch. Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. When he went to Antioch and saw how God had blessed the believers there, he was very happy. He encouraged them all, saying, Always be faithful to the Lord. Serve him with all your heart. Many more people became followers of the Lord. Then Barnabas went to the city of Tarsus to look for Saul. When he found him, he brought him to Antioch. They stayed there a whole year. Every time the church came together, Barnabas and Saul met with them and taught many people. 
it was in Antioch that the followers of the Lord Jesus were called Christ followers for the first time, or Christians. So Barnabas is now working with Saul to continue the work of the Lord. About that same time, some prophets went from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and spoke with the help of the Spirit. Again, the advocate, the helper, the Holy Spirit. He said, a very bad time is coming to the, to the whole world. There will be no food for people to eat. This time of famine happened when Claudius was emperor. That was in quotations. Uh, excuse me, that part was in parentheses. So the famine that he's speaking of happened when Claudius was an emperor. So the prophecy came to pass. He goes on to say in verse 29, the Lord's followers decided that they would each send as much. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was it for his prophecy. He said a very bad time is coming to the whole world. There will be no food for people to eat. Next verse, verse 29. The Lord's followers decided that they would each send as much as they could to help their brothers and sisters who lived in Judea. They gathered the money and gave it to, Bar gave it to Barnabas and Saul, who took it to the elders in Judea. I like how Saul was exalted to the front line. All right, He went from just a, the wicked of wickeds, a wretched man persecuting the church, had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, gave his life to Jesus Christ, and now he is a leader for the Christian, for the body of believers, the Christians. He is being used. There's many people that were Christians for a lot longer than him. Um, but obviously the Lord had big plans for, for Saul. Um, and that's where the chapter ends, verse 11. There's work to be done. There's, there's still confusion. Some of the Jews think that only Jews can be Christians. Some of the Jews think they need to still follow the law of Moses. Um, but nevertheless, there's work to be done preaching the gospel with clarity, with wisdom, and with patience because people aren't quite getting it. Um, yeah, and, and there's Christians all over the place. All right, There's persecution. There's a famine that's being prophesied. Um, it, things aren't, there's not great circumstances. In, in, they're, they're not in certain times. Let me put it that way. They're not living in certain times. But where they can put their hope in and what they can be certain about is the Lord Jesus Christ and the truth that is the gospel. So I love the obedience of these men. They, they were first called Christians um, and they are being obedient no matter what. Obedient, obedient, obedient. That's what we should be. That should be the word of the day, the, at least the word of this episode. We should all be obedient. Spread the good news. Go into all nations preaching this message. And lo, I am with you even until the end of the age. That's what Jesus said. Jesus is with us, as we read in this chapter. He helps us do this work. We are not alone. We are never alone. He will never leave us nor forsake us. All right, I love you guys. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now, grateful because you are here with us right now. Lord, let us just acknowledge you because you are awesome. You are mighty. You are with us. You are our help and a very present help in times of need. Lord, we can call on you at any time. 
Lord, you would like for us to call on you, to, to speak with you, to pray to you, to fellowship with you. Help us to delight in our conversations with you. Prayer is a privilege and not a chore or a practice. Lord, we pray to you because we love you. We pray to you because we trust you. Excuse me, we pray to you because we need you. So Lord, may our hearts be in correct alignment with you. Continue to mold us and shape us to be better humans, to be better Christians, to be better ser uh, servants. We love you, Lord. We surrender. You are good and we need you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for your word, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody, stay tuned for chapter 12. This is good. The foundation of the Christian church. Stay tuned. The book of Acts. Love y'all. Peace. Peace.